Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with Jack Gantos, the acclaimed author of numerous books for children, including the Rotten Ralph series, the Prince Honor memoir Hole in My Life, the Jack Henry Adventures, and the Newbery Medal winning Dead End Norvelt, as well as its sequel, From Norvelt to Nowhere. Gantos is also the author of the Joey Pigza series, which began in 1998 with Joey Pigza Swallowed the Key, a National Book Award finalist. The series is set to come to an end this fall with the fifth and final book, The Key That Swallowed Joey Pigza. It's being published in September by FSG, which is sponsoring this podcast. The Joey Pigza books follow the misadventures of a wired-up kid named Joey, whose meds help keep his ADHD in check, though they can't do as much for his chaotic home life. In this latest book, everything is coming crashing down around Joey. His mother is suffering from severe postpartum depression, his estranged father might be back in the picture, and it looks like it's falling to Joey to become the man of the house and keep baby Carter Jr. safe. Thank you for speaking with me, Jack. Well, thank you, John. It's a lovely introduction. So this series uh, began as a trilogy, and then two more books uh, kind of showed up. Uh, can, you, can you say for sure, is this definitely uh, uh, your final Joey Pigza story? Yes, I, I can't say for sure. I thought earlier that maybe after the third book that I had finished it off, but there was just a, a sense of hope was lacking and a sense of Joey forgiving some of the excesses of his parents' behavior. That was lacking, and it, it seemed to me that uh, we needed a little bit more cohesiveness and examination in the family itself. And so these two books have done that, and I'm satisfied that I've reached the conclusion. This is a, uh, a character you've spent uh, more than 15 years with at this point. Is it, is it an odd thing to sort of uh, say goodbye, or have, because there have been other projects sort of in the mix, is it not maybe so, such a dramatic uh, farewell? Um, I think I haven't fully felt the, the drama of the farewell, mm. though I have a very good inkling that it's, that it's going to be a little bit sad, um, in that I'll miss him as I miss certain characters, just as I miss Bunny Huffer in uh, Dead End in Norvelt and Norvelt to Nowhere, or I miss some of the Jack Henry friends. Mm-hmm. You know, th- these characters have stayed with me for a long period of time, I've given them a lot of thought, and when you have to put them to bed, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a farewell. Like the previous books in in the series, uh, the key that swallowed Joey Pigza has some some pretty upsetting moments. Uh, for one, there's a scene uh, early on when uh, Joey gets a call from his mother at school, and she tells him, you know, she's afraid she's going to hurt the baby. Um, but then, as you're reading, you you can't help but remember that there are many many uh, children out there, you know, in real life with situations that are just as dire. Um, is that something that has been on your forefront of your mind uh, as you've written the books over the years? Yes. You know, when I I set Joey in that family, and then, of course, Joey has his own set of of issues uh, with ADHD, but the family itself is is almost a bigger uh, struggle for Joey, because even when, when Joey can take his medication, he is fine, but there is no medication against protecting yourself from really inconsiderate kind of difficult parents who are unthinking and sometimes uncaring. Mm-hmm. And and so 
I know that there are a lot of kids like that out there. And I know that, you know, some kids find themselves feeling very secure in who they are, but they are a little bit insecure about their family life. Well, at least, uh, at least Joey isn't gushing blood at inopportune times, unlike uh, Jackie Gantos in, in Dead End of Norvelt. It's sort of one thing mm-hmm. he has going for him, at least. Do you do a lot of the letters and uh, feedback you've, you've gotten from kids and readers over the years sort of, uh, I guess, corroborate that idea that you know, there are kids out there who are really relating to uh, Joey on sort of a profound uh, personal level? Um, yes. And uh, I, I receive, I would say I receive, between, I receive close to 3,000 letters a year. Mm-hmm. And I would say the majority of them are on Joey Pizza. And the majority of the letters break in two ways. One, it starts off with, how did you know I feel this way? How did you know my life is like that? And the other letters break the other way, which, and, and this is very gratifying to me, which is we have a kid like Joey in my class, or I have a brother just like Joey, and I read the book, and now I'll give him a second chance. And so you see that, that in some ways kids read the book and they, they find definition to themselves. And for some kids, they read the book and they find empathy for Joey, the Joeys in their lives. And that's, that is especially gratifying. And, and for the kids who do recognize uh, themselves, or, or I guess even for, for, the, for those who sort of gain a sort of sense of empathy, I mean, but, but, well, let's stick with the first for now. Like, with, as far as recognizing oneself in a character, and what do you think, even if it's you know, not always in the best of ways, if you recognize a shared sense of difficulty or that sort of thing, what do you think that can do for a child who maybe uh, didn't have it otherwise? One of the things that teachers tell me is that when they, they read the book out loud uh, in class, you know, and they'll read a, you know, read a chapter a day, and they, they tell me invariably at the, at the end of the book or partway through the book, some kid just sort of nearly is like lightning struck and stands up and goes, that's me. That's me. They have this recognition that that is their interior life. It's like Joey's interior life. It is just, you know, ricocheting around all the time. And, and they're so proud of it because they see themselves in a book when they normally don't see themselves in a book. This may be an odd question, but do you think there are, you know, quote-unquote, enough books out there for, for kids, um, you know, kids like Joey, kids who, uh, you know, who have a, you know, a really difficult uh, home situation, whether, you know, they have ADHD or not? Well, whether it's ADHD or, or any other difficulty or just, just simply a, you know, a struggling family, perhaps a dysfunctional family, but struggling certainly one way or the other. I think that there are many books out there for those dog readers. And, uh, and those books are, are very good for, for children to read because it gives them uh, a way to define who they are to themselves and also a way to begin to negotiate and exit become stronger, see themselves, define themselves, and then start thinking, you know, what positive things can I do to kind of improve my situation? And so literature, you know, literature has to be, of course, a, a great story, but sometimes literature can, can go beyond, can radiate beyond and really enter the reader and help them steer their lives to a more positive place. 
now a few minutes ago you mentioned getting somewhere around uh, you know three thousand uh, letters a year or messages a year. Um, how do you even begin to keep up with that sort of tide if if, if you're able to at all? It's very difficult. Um, they come in uh, generally. They they come in in big envelopes. You know, they've gone to the publisher and then they've gathered them all up and suddenly you see it and you're like, oh my God, here it is. You know, you know, there's like a couple hundred letters in there. And you take them out and you open them and then you begin to read them. And uh, frequently the ones that just, you know, kind of get to you, the ones that, you know, give you a, like do something to your heart or do something to your mind or make you laugh out loud. You know, you, you mark up on them. I write them. So I write on their own letters, and mm. and then I send their own letter with my markups back on it. Like this was really hysterical, or this is great, or I felt that way too, or thank you so much for this comment. And then I try and send some off. I cannot keep up with all of them, mm-hmm. but I but I do try. I do certainly read them all, and I do try and answer the ones that really have affected me strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've spoken in the past about. Um how, how this series, and I think even the idea for the character of Joey, uh, partly kind of got its start uh, during a school visit uh, several years ago. Um, is that something you're still actively uh, making time to do, getting out there and seeing kids in person? Yes. Um, I probably do about 40 school visits a year. And so I, I get around uh, all over the country, year after year, and I go out and uh, make time for it, and I really enjoy it. And I uh, not just talk about the books, but I'm, I'm, I'm very much, I used to be a, a teacher, a college professor in creative writing. And so really what I like to do is, is get students and talk to them about not only how to find great content stuff to write about, which is basically their own lives, but also how to organize it and, and treat themselves like a writer and be organized like one and, and write really good material. And so um, it's, it's very gratifying to, to share with students and give them a, a very good path and process to become writers themselves. And uh, what about online? Um, I didn't get the sense that you're uh, one of the folks doing the, the author on Twitter thing. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big presence there. Okay. Um, I, I, have a, I have a web page, and... Uh, there's a lot of information on that, and uh, I'll probably be doing more Tumblr because everybody wants me to, <laughs> and uh, so I'll probably get that going too. My my web page is in the process of being buffed up; it's really looking so much better. And then I think I'll I'll do a little bit more, but it does. It takes a tremendous amount of time, and I always feel like I have to have something significant to say or something significant to point out. I just can't imagine myself taking a picture of my cat every day and putting it up there. <laughs> well, tumblers have been built on far less than that, I think. But uh, <laughs> so speaking of get, uh, things getting buffed up a little bit, the, uh, the series itself, uh, the Joey Pigs of Books, uh, just, they're all getting new covers from, uh, from Lane Smith. Uh, what do you think of his, uh, his vision of Joey? Honestly, Sean, I, I feel like, like I am the luckiest man in the world. When I saw Lane Smith's covers, it was just a, a galvanizing eureka moment for me. 
I thought, my God, they're so fabulous and they're so unified and the graphics that Molly, his wife, did it, just so brilliant. And the whole package works together. The content, the jackets, the graphics, it is just one powerful unified feeling. And at this point, I feel like those books will never have to be rejacketed again. I just can't believe how good it is. Um, so I think the last time we spoke was uh, just about two years ago, uh, right after you won the, the Newberry for uh, Dead End and Norvelt. Um, and at that time, you said you were basically visiting the, the library of the Boston Athenaeum on a pretty much daily basis uh, to do your writing. Um, is, that still, is that still the case? Is that still your routine? Yes, it, it's still my routine. I've been a library rat forever. I mean, when I was a kid, I was always hanging out in the library, shelving books, helping the librarian, carting books around. I was the AV kid. I'd set up the projector and show the films. And then later on in life, uh, when I went to college, I always hung out in the, you know, the mansard of an old building which had the poetry collection. And then, uh, when I, well, I still live in Boston, but I would always write at the Boston Public Library. And then now, much recently, I've, or the last 10 years, I've been over at the Boston Athenaeum. And that's a very quiet library. No cell phones, no, you know, no talking. It's just, it's just a great, great uh, space to write in. Mm-hmm. And uh, terrific librarians, great collection, and uh, a total beautiful gem of a place. And so I go there generally every day uh, when I'm, I'm having my writing days, which is usually five or six days a week. Uh, now, you've written for just about, I think, every age of child at this point, from picture books uh, you know, up through books for teens. Um, do, do you enjoy them all in, in sort of different ways, or do you feel more at home writing for a certain age reader at this point? That's, uh, you know, it's, a good, it's a good question, because I've got, you know, I've got that rangy range from picture books on up. Um, what, I, what I find is that I'm allowed to refresh myself. You know, instead of just being kind of known for one genre, let's say YA, 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 I can I can write a YA novel, and then I can take a deep breath and then go write a book of short stories for fifth graders, and then I can write a, a picture book, and then I can move back up into middle school. I can write novels. I can write shorter novels, longer novels, more turgid novels, comic novels, and so it's the range of types of books and also the range of the tone of the books that are going to be more tragic, more comic, tragic comic. And so I'm always trying to change something from book to book so that I keep myself interested and that I don't feel as though when I sit down to write that I know everything before I even put pen to paper. I love that. Well, I fear it too, but I do love that feeling that you don't know what you're about to dive into when you sit down in the chair. And the um, you know, the characters, I feel like you gravitate toward, whether it's Joey or, or Rotten Ralph or uh, young Jackie Gantos in, in, in Dead End to Norville, are these, uh, you know, these are characters who are, you know, they can, they can be considered misfits or outsiders or just plain difficult. I mean, is this your world? Or are these, you know, your people? These are my people. And I love them. <laughs> I love Joey. Mm-hmm. I, that, you know, that inner Joey voice just runs through me all the time. And then, you know, the Jack Henry. Jack Henry is 
kind of pretty earnest. I mean, I think he's probably a lot like me. And then, you know, the, then little Jackie Gantos from Norbelt, you know, sort of rangier, you know, a lot of interior life, a lot of thoughtful life. And I, I like that life. Um, and then all the the cast of characters, the whole Peaky Barnum gang that comes with me wherever I go, I, I feel that those are my people. I moved a lot as a kid. I moved, you know, about 40 times. I know every oddball in my neighborhood and school. And uh, those were the kids that I hung out with. And is, is anything uh, going on with uh, Rotten Ralph at this point? Rotten Ralph is at a, 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 a place of stasis. So um, we did those Rotten Ralphs with Houghton Mifflin in the 70s and 80s, and then I did the Rotten Readers uh, with FSG. There are six of those. And the last one just came out. It's called uh, Rotten Ralph's Rotten Family. And so that makes for 20 Rotten Ralphs. Mm. And, and uh, you know, uh, I mean, I'm known for saying that's the end of things, but it's mm-hmm. not always the end of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know really where Ralph will go, but right now I'm not writing one. Okay. And, uh, and do you see yourself continuing to sort of pull from, uh, you know, pull from your own life in sort of semi-autobiographical ways in, in future books? Yes, I'm writing a book right now called The Follower, where um, it's a memoir when I'm 14 and uh, set in Fort Lauderdale. And it was uh, kind of that, you know, it was a very odd in-between year from being sort of a kid to uh, not quite being uh, a fully fully operational adolescent. And uh, I was at a very transitory stage in my life and kind of came under the influence of a really interesting character. It's about that relationship. It's about sort of giving myself away and kind of rejecting who I was to become somebody else and put on the cloak of somebody else's personality and try and steal that cloak, but ultimately realizing that I, that I couldn't. And it was, it was both kind of disappointing and and also at the same time liberating when I realized that it was just as well that I could be myself. And uh, so maybe for one final question, you know, you mentioned earlier about the, the sort of ranginess of your writing and not being necessarily known for one specific thing. Is there anything that you've maybe never tried to write or something completely different in terms of type or format or subjects that you've never touched but, you know, think you might still want to someday? Well, that's a, a great question. I mean, you know, I think that, you know, when I look in the notebooks, I always have these imaginary novel starts or two-page little treatments where I'm imagining a particular world or a particular type of character or setting, or I'm trying to rescue a book that uh, that I've written that kind of somehow never really worked. <laughs> it's kind of like a giant crumpled piece of paper. Um, so there are some things that I would I would like to do, and I think that I'm going to have plenty of time to do them. Um, I, I have, you know, perhaps some adult material, but I also have some younger, very imaginative material that I want to get at as well and go back into, let's say, the fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth grade zone as well with some imaginary material. So um, I, I think that I'm, I think that 
it's hard to say this, but I think that I'm going to get to the end of my creative life at some point and look back and go, yeah, I pretty much did everything I wanted to do. Knock on wood. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, congratulations again on the new book, and uh, thank you for speaking with me. Oh, well, uh, thank you very much for, for the time and uh, for, the, for the really thoughtful questions. It was great to have the opportunity to answer them. Uh, once again, I've been speaking with Jack Gantos, who's bringing his Joey Pigza series to a close this fall with The Key That Swallowed Joey Pigza, out in September from FSG. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast.